Hi and uh, welcome to this new series and first of all I would want to thank you all for being the first guest on uh, a series that I've decided to call Dearly Yours. Uh, this is a series on relationships and uh, I hope to cover many different kinds of relationships and figure out where uh, value systems or uh, our connections or what is it that keeps us bonding uh, over the years or the problems that crop up, hopefully some controversies that will help us become a little more viral than before. Um, so I have with me uh, Prashant and Varsha. Both of them have been uh, individual guests uh, on my earlier series. This time, uh, I am very happy to uh, have you guys here. Uh, for our happy guests, to be here. For our Happy to be here together. Together. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't say that. Huh? Yeah, not yet. So I, I already my words carefully. Sorry, I didn't get that. I said I choose my words carefully. I, I didn't say together. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not so careful about the punishments that are meted out later. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we are already getting there. Um... Just give me a bit of background about uh, each one of you, uh, if you can, uh, so that before we begin the talk, a little bit for our guests, uh, for our viewers. My name is Varsha Agnihotri, now Varsha Agnihotri Vadyar, and I have added the Vadyar very, very voluntarily because uh, I am the better half. So, better half kabi thoda sa naam laga diya, usne kya I am an filmmaker, founder of The Blues No More, um, married to Prashant for 10 years, mother, well, general, general talker of nonsense, and uh, meter out of punishment to this man. Your turn? I'm, I'm Prashant uh, Vadhyar, also known as Mr. Agni Otri. <laughs> that is true. And... Uh, I uh, I am the bitter half. So I'm a musician, so I make a lot of sad songs. <laughs> he actually made a song on my birthday called Mehu Tera Alu or Tu Hai Meri Puri. Tere Bina Hai Meri Zindagi Adhuri. Mehu Tera Alu or Tu Hai Meri Puri. That's what's kept us in love. Alu Puri. And I hate Puri Bhaji, man. <laughs> I get. I kept thinking that you, you were saying Adhuri ka Adhu and Duri. <laughs> I thought, okay, oh, that is quite uh, out of the box if I may say so. Uh, this seems like a lovely note to begin on. Um, like you kept saying, better half, better half. A lot of us go through uh, this kind of relation in particular where we are into each other's space in every possible way. Um, Varsha, starting with you, what is the most important aspect for you that helps you retain your individuality in this companionship? I I actually don't know how to answer that because although Prashant and I are pretty much attached to the hip, we both work from home, Prashant Studios here, I sit in the other room and work and we're always together. I cannot imagine being without him. So we are together the whole day, unless 
one of us has gone out for a meeting or a recording or a shoot. We're together a large part of the day. And we watch movies together. We go out for meals together. We go out for walks together. And I think that pretty much is a part of my individuality, that I am happy to be with him all the time. Being with him all the time or calling myself does not at all impact or threaten my individuality because I am all of these things. I'm the mother of his children. I'm the woman who uh, willingly married him. And uh, I'm the woman who likes to do these things. And what I do outside of this marriage is uh, what has never changed. So uh, Prashant has never tried to change me in any way, never expected me to compromise. And anything that has happened uh, to make this relationship work has happened very, very organically. And that is part of my individuality, that I have held on to it uh, and adapted into this person who is uh, sitting next to him today. Uh, very voluntarily, that's who I am. That is my personality, that I'm adaptable. And uh, I have adapted and he has adapted and that's, that's the relationship. Why do I have to assert my individuality in any other way? This is all of me. Wonderful. So, uh, Prashant, she's uh, actually said something which I find uh, is not, is very easy to talk about, but not very easy to get into. How do you ensure uh, that you move from bachelorhood to matrimony without feeling that constriction of space? Uh, women, of of course, bear the brunt of it in our country overall. I don't mean Varsha in particular, but I think right. men men feel uh, that there is a change of sorts. How do you adapt to this change? What are your feelings about personal space or individuality? Uh, you know, my philosophy, I'll come to your question, but before I answer the question, I'll just tell you what I feel as an individual that, you know, it's like this, you be you, let me be me, right? Uh, for me, that's very important. You've got to let me be me. So I'm not going to try and change you just because you're married to me and I expect the same favor in return. So don't try to change me. With regard to losing uh, your space and freedom and all of that, I mean, that's, I don't even see it that way. I mean, that the framing of that sentence itself is wrong. It's just okay. different. It's like, you know, you had a certain life before you got married. And uh, after you get married, you know, you are expected to, you know, it's, it's a change in your life. You move into the next phase of life. And so to, to imagine that it's going to be the same as earlier, is, first of all, is wrong because it can't be, right? Yeah. And secondly, you, you go in with your eyes wide open. At least I hope you do. Some people, I guess, don't. Uh, so, you know, you expect, you expect changes to happen. And yes, sometimes some changes come up which are completely... I mean, you're blindsided by some changes that happen, but then you adapt here. Yeah? I mean, that's life. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah? When something comes up, you try to adapt to it the best that you can. And, uh, you know, freedom and all, at least me personally, I've not really uh, experienced that pang of, you know, like I've lost my freedom because I don't know what I was doing with my freedom anyway before that. I don't know what, what freedom... Like I was, I don't know what I was doing. Like, what was I doing? I don't know. 
I know I was also doing exactly what I'm doing now. I wasn't doing anything else that was cooler that I'm not doing anymore. And I think what's happened is, Prash, do you agree? You better agree that uh, there's so much talk around the my individuality and my personality and you know my freedom that uh, we've complicated relationships. What is this freedom? Yeah. Like Prashant said, what is it that we were doing with our freedom yeah. that we can't do anymore? Uh, there is uh, one little, uh, one small word that you used earlier in your answers, Varsha, which was the word uh, was voluntarily. I, I want to bring up a question that I thought I'll bring later into this conversation, but uh, I have been thinking about this. What is it now that your husband and wife, you know each other uh, very closely, also your bound by the relationship itself but suppose you were not to have this relationship and you knew each other and you knew these aspects about each other so I will start with you first Varsha what is it that intrinsically makes you like the person that Prashant is intrinsically what is the best thing that you think will hold on make you hold on to him irrespective of the fact that he is your husband I make good coffee. <laughs> I would have got married you for that. <laughs> <laughs> True, you must come over for it. He actually yeah. makes fabulous coffee. Yeah. Although I must also tell them the story of our first coffee. Uh, having said that, uh, Bantri, I think the most important accept, uh, aspect of this whole relationship the relationship uh, started with intense attraction on my end at least. Say yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it started with intense attraction. But I think what I've always maintained that you can love a lot of people. You don't always like them. You know, liking someone and loving someone are two very, very different things. And before I fell in love with Prashant, I liked him. He was calm, he was fun, he was not unnecessarily uh, demonstrative or he was not rebel without a cause or a pause. He was just him. It was just so easy to like him. If he didn't like something, you knew it. If he liked something, you knew it. There was no unnecessary complications. There was no playing of games and, you know, guesswork. You were never wondering that, oh God, is he going to message me and should we be following the three-day rule? There was nothing. It was just so easy to like this person and that has never changed. You know, you have your share of arguments and uh, anyone who knows me knows that there are always arguments because I can't help it. I'm just an argumentative person. But uh, the fact that the other person is able to handle the whole thing so calmly without ever uh, getting overtly bothered by it. And being bothered is fine. I'm not saying you should be bothered. You must always. But the equanimity that he brings to the whole thing, it was very easy to like. And it has remained very easy to like. And the fact that I can do exactly, I'm exactly the person I am today that I was before I met or married Prashma. So this marriage, I think even if we hadn't been married to each other, we'd still have been friends. Because this is a person I would have wanted to be friends with. This is a person with whom I would like have liked to have long 
discussions uh, about various things, about everything and nothing, from books to movies to philosophy, everything. And I think that that is what did it. So he's truly Prashant to my Agni. He's, wow. He really does it. We really balance it out. And uh, what about you, Prashant? Uh, what is it that you think makes Varsha Varsha? Like, what is it the most uh, adorable quality for you which will last through time? I mean, she gets me here. Uh, he knows what's going on. Like, when I, <laughs> when I, I suffer a lot of well, existential crisis in my life, given the way that I am. And uh, she gets it. She, you know, she, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't accuse me of being too intellectual or, you know, or too abstract or anything. She gets what I'm saying. And for me, that's the most important thing here, you know, because I'm a person who, uh, you know, I like to discuss at least with people who are very close to me. I like to discuss what is going on inside, you know? Like you'll, you'll rarely catch me discussing external stuff like sports or politics or anything like that. But uh, yes, I mean, what, what makes me, me, the human, the spirit or whatever is inside. Uh, so I, I like to express a lot of that and, uh, you know, she gets it. Uh, so I guess yeah. it also I, helps that she's very pretty. Very <laughs> It also helps. I said it also helps that she's very pretty. <laughs> See why I married him. <laughs> um, I think this is the one situation where chalk and cheese have really got together to create an interesting little dish. But I think the uh, I think the basic theme to this whole thing is that we let each other be. Yeah, you be you, yeah. let me be me. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Um, now, a question which is exactly opposite of what I just asked you. Uh, what is the one thing that you think, irrespective of all the good things that you're saying about each other? Uh, so I'll go with Prashant first now. What is the one thing that you think that she is, um, she can be better perhaps? Or uh, in terms of, uh, I don't want to bring in the quality of judgment necessarily, but all of us have grown as adults and we have a certain point of view, certain uh, world view, if I were to call how much ever it matches the other person, there is a strong sense of what makes us stick. And it's not necessarily that one has to agree or disagree with someone, but if there is something that you feel that she could either develop further or she could at least, you know, focus the light on that aspect and work a little on that, what would that be? See, theoretically, there are zero things. Theoretically, there are a billion things. Okay. Hmm. But for me, I'm, I'm not, you know, I can't even uh, answer that question. Like, my whole philosophy is, you know, a person is the way they are because of the way they are. Okay. Yeah. You come into the world with certain tendencies, you come into the world with certain uh, like certain character traits, personality traits, and you are the way you are. Okay. Yeah. And of course, I mean, if, if, that, if that mixture of character traits 
is in like you know with regard with in, in relation to you is going into a negative score then you will never get together with that person or at least you shouldn't but if you have uh you know decided to be with that person it's obviously because the like that whole equation is in the positive right so when you have made that decision i think it's it 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 lies more on you to be able to find it within yourself to accommodate anything that you might find a miss or you know like i don't think it's right to expect another person to be another thing like you know it just doesn't it doesn't even strike me that way not just with with varsha with for me with yeah. any person with whom i have a relationship i accept people the way they are like it doesn't matter even if even if according to the world they might be terrible people but uh, if that person is in my life and i have decided to you know have a relationship a meaningful relationship with that person then i will find it within me to be able to accommodate that thing and be okay with it that is my perspective that's just the way i am okay. um varsha because he answered it the way he has and i have a nagging doubt that you might go down the same this i'll explain the question with a little more clarity um we are all evolutionary beings uh, at some point uh, irrespective of what prashant said which i think is a very uh, good way to uh, live in the world because it lets everyone be themselves there's less fight within families and uh, within all of society as we see it today but having said that there is a certain evolutionary streak in all of us uh, which Uh, like I'll give you an example that keeps happening uh, in my own personal journey. Uh, I see myself as a, you know, as if if vibes were something that one could see physically, then I think these are emotions, feelings, vibes. These have taken the body called Bunty, and this is the best way I express these various. Uh, emotions or feelings or rationale or whatever that i have within that i am very skeptical of you know putting my foot down and being very very confident and fighting on something some day because i want to leave that space open to be wrong maybe i'll change my mind by the evening or tomorrow morning about any subject moral values is a separate concept but even within that also there is lot of chemistry happening you you may have as a young person you may think certain things are right as you grow up you think you know maybe uh, whatever my parents told me or whatever the society was saying there is a bit of uh, understanding that i lack so is there something that you feel that uh, within prashant's journey itself at some point you saw something or you see something now that you feel that uh, is either very exciting or or else can be worked upon actually you know banti uh, i've now known prashant for a little over 11 years yeah and uh, in that time i think prashant had already done a lot of evolving yeah when i met him you've known him longer than i have yeah. so i'm sure you've uh, seen yes. the difference when i so he has already done a lot of evolving and uh, the amazing thing that i've seen is that uh, he has continued to evolve 
the one fear that plagues all of us is that we will either grow together or we will grow apart yeah in a relationship and that's in every relationship yeah. we've all yeah. left friends behind cousins people who we've been really close to and that hasn't happened to us yet and i always say yet because who knows where life is going to take any of us but uh, what i've seen with prashant is that he uh, he had already done a serious amount of evolving i'm sure and he has continued to evolve so from day 1 to 11 and something years later i've already seen differences in him yeah he yeah. was already calm he's deeper the uh, depth of emotion the depth of thought the depth of understanding has increased the level of patience has increased he's always been patient but now he's patient on uh, other matters it's no longer detached patience it's now patience which is accepting you and allowing you to arrive at what he already knows you know so there's no trying to tell you that no no baby you listen i'm telling you this is how it's going to be so uh, i actually am not no longer worried because i realized along the way that i have met uh, a person who is going to continue to evolve and grow because that's just who he is and now the only thing that remains to be seen is where this journey is going to take him Yeah. and uh, you know looking forward to the next thing that he discovers about himself and i discover about him and if i wanted different that is married different yeah but uh, so it, it's actually the journey has become much more exciting where i no longer have to wish he would do something i know he is going to do something very interesting in terms of who he is going to be in the next 10 years and i'm completely just looking forward to seeing that to meeting that new prashant who is going to show up so when people say keep the excitement alive in a relationship it doesn't happen with the thursday night date night yeah. or sending unexpected flowers that keeping the relationship alive and the excitement alive is seeing who the other person is going to grow into and who the person you're going yeah. to know a few years down the line he could be completely someone i don't like anymore but willing to accept that because it's just it is just so exciting to know that there's going to be another person coming out yeah uh, in this many husbands that you are going to get over the years yeah uh, regular dropadi yeah. uh actually <laughs> i have a question there uh, she said a very interesting thing which i agree with uh, i've seen you although we've not uh, been as much in touch but i think one senses the other person's Uh, way of being has changed or settled down. So I do find uh, that this aspect of self-love that you have is far more uh, at peace, which was a little more angst-ridden. If I'm, I'm just putting words here, they are not necessarily exactly what they mean in this context. But since you know yourself, so I some part of it I would put to obviously. youth and uh, well the bravado that we wanted to change the world and just rule it um, but there is a sense of calmness that i agree with that you you know bring to yourself would you uh, would you want to just take us through what is it that you discovered on the journey that kind of uh, acted as a catalyst or was it 
was it something that you pursued was it something that grew on you how did you come to this place of calmness and acceptance uh, visa we what when i met you where we were fairly young and we wanted to go out and you know raise our flags of victory and stuff like that in the fields that we were how have you made your peace what is it that led led you to become calmer uh, what is it really i think i was born this way man i'm not i'm not exaggerating i think i was born this way and uh, i've always been tending towards being calm when we were young uh, i never saw it as wanting to raise our victory flags because i never thought i was at war or i never wanted to like prove myself or anything i just wanted to be good at what i was doing okay. and uh, as is you know in 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 our youth you uh, tend to indulge in a lot of uh, alcohol and other intoxicants and then you know that like you know you you get into sexual politics with people and like it's basically a very uh, it, it's it's a very uneven and you know it's it's not a stable it's a very unstable existence yeah. so at that time you just you know at that time you forget that you were born calm because i was always calm as a as a child i was calm in my school i was calm i lost the so called calmness i mean it i didn't lose it but it it kind of disappeared from the top of my personality after i went to college and i started drinking right alcohol changes you man and i guess somewhere along the way one fine day when i was like you know maybe 2 3 years ago i was deeply unhappy with the constant you know fluttering of of the goal view so i started meditating i started reading up spiritual books and uh, i i refound that that uh, that state of calm which luckily i have been born with so i didn't really lose it i just had to uncover it so i just had to you know meditate and read books and basically get into god <laughs> so i it kind of took away the thing but i mean like i said like we spoke last time in our in our conversation last time it's it's a continuous process and uh, you are a mixture of many 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 different tendencies many of them are uh, contradictory so while yes calm is the basic thing but on top of that there are many things which are fighting so you got to keep you know you got to keep sweeping away those things to keep yeah. the calmness on the forefront otherwise it can very easily again get covered by the dust of you know so many things because the world is is crazy right i mean the stuff that keeps coming to you on social media tv anything you look outside everyone is doing something for tiktok or instagram all those things tend to affect your uh, stability of mind so you got to work on it yeah uh varsha i i want to ask a question uh, that uh, prashant's answer actually provoked within me i also felt the same thing uh, i also felt that i you know lost my path for a while when i was growing up it was a little earlier uh, say college and uh, initial few years till i found my passion for writing and that kind of focused then again that got lost and 
So this kept happening and we had this standing joke between another friend and me that we keep running away from Dhamma and Dhamma catches us by the neck and brings us back on the path saying this is who you are. And uh, while it seems very dramatic and nice to hear and say, I, uh, it's quite a quite a dark night that one has to go through very often and because our tendencies keep on moving to being one with the rest of the world, all of them are blindly walking somewhere. We also want to blindly walk elsewhere because this dark space is something that is very uh, difficult to be comfortable with. So you try a lot of things until the time that it throws you back and then you live with it and then certain sense of calm or peace, whatever that people can see comes comes up. So uh, would you relate to something like this? Is it a constant journey of, or is it, do you see it differently? You know, people arrive at who they are going to be in their own way. Everyone yeah. arrives there. Some just, uh, some are very deep uh, human beings towards the end. Some are not. Uh, but people are who they are. It doesn't make them lesser or, uh, you know, less important. It's not like uh, my seven-year-old's stories or struggles or thoughts are any lesser than mine or my mother's or my father's. They all have their place in the world. They can uh, make you start thinking of, uh, you know, they can set you down a path. So I I actually don't know. People have their own journeys and uh, all we can do is respect the journey that they're taking and wait patiently. It's not always easy to wait for them to arrive. It's not always easy. If it works for you, you stay back and wait. If it doesn't work for you, you move on. For me personally, no, I have always been a jandadhari and I suspect I always will be. Just the way I deal with it is different. You learn to pick your battles and uh, that's about it. Uh, the rest is people's individual journey. Yeah. So I, I personally haven't faced that darkness and I'm just one of the drifters in life. I, drift, I have, I hope, evolved in some way. But, uh, well, I'm still drifting. Let's see where I drift next. Okay. Um, you you used a line which said uh, our kids are uh, as important or as equally important in their worldview and how they are evolving. It's their journey. Uh, so there is a here is a question out of nowhere. My kid, one of these days, she she's a teen now. She comes and asks me. I think late in the night, we were talking about something. She said, what is the difference between goal and purpose? And I'm like, my God, (laughs) it's about to be 12 in the night. What kind of question is that? So, uh, while I'll come to the answer that I had, since it's an interesting question, I thought, let me bring in uh, this to the conversation because some kind of stuff that you said kind of made me feel that this is the area where this answer might lie. Uh, Prashant has a certain way of speaking and I kind of agreed with that point of view. Then you put up a new point of view about how you have evolved. So according to you, is there a difference between goal and purpose and what is it? Absolutely. 
There is a definite difference between goal and purpose. A goal is what you set for yourself, that this is where I want to be. A purpose is what uh, life gives you along the way. I thought my goal was something else altogether, but I found my purpose for my existence was relationships in one way or another, whether I write about them, whether I talk about them, whether I make them happen, whether I watch them happen, whether I experience them. My purpose is relationships in all their glory, their flaws, their follies. Goal is, I thought I had a goal which was to be some, you know, something that I don't think I'm ever going to be anymore, which is no longer my goal. My goal can change, but my purpose is who I am. It's, it's the difference between your uh, job and your calling. That is the difference between goal and purpose. Mm -hmm. Which is more or less the answer that I gave her. Um, I have a um, one last question of sorts where uh, we've been talking about, I started with individuality and how one expresses oneself and even though uh, initially itself we said the context then it can be uh, understood in a different manner where you saw your individuality as uh, inclusive of other circumstances, including Prashant and what he brings to your life. Uh, this question is to both of you. You can answer together or individually, however you feel. As a partnership, as a team, what are the what are certain values that you cherish and you try to bring up uh, that you would uh, that you would want to pursue that makes your life worthwhile. Is there anything like that? Is there any any subject like that you speak about? Because you did say that you you would have anyway liked to spend time with Prashant, irrespective of your relationship, because of the depth of thought and the way he approaches things. I'm sure the same is true for Prashant because he also said that he you guys got married deliberately, which is which is a rarity in our country even today. Let's face it. So I'm saying. With that kind of context, is there some kind of values that you uh, you speak of or you feel very deeply about and you and you either live them or you do something about that? Anything at all? Do you want to talk something about that? Yeah. Is there anything like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll give you some answer. Uh, before we got married, I mean, after we were dating for a few months, uh, you know one thing which i which i uh, which i was really uh, happy about which i told her is that the reason you and i should be together is because our values are the same okay so values maybe like you know it's important you you can have many different you know you might like a thing and you know your partner might like something else but uh, eventually if two people have to make a successful go at it your core values have to be on the same page, you know, and very basic cliched stuff like, you know, like love for family, respect for elders, kindness to human beings, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it is not something that you need to speak of necessarily because it is something that you are. Yeah. Your values are like, a, it's like the constitution of a country, right? It is the, it is the primer basis which you do everything every day. 
basis which your choices are made basis which you live your life every day so it's the person that you are exactly exactly yeah. so the values as long as i think in a in a in a partnership in a domestic partnership or any kind of a personal partnership whether it be a husband wife girlfriend boyfriend brother sister if your values are the same then uh, it's going to be smooth sailing but if you have different values then you're going to have to figure out what to do because you need to have some common ground and for me and her it's the values yeah i i love the fact that you brought in values that are everyday values and not some um laundry list of to dos that we seem to think about when we use the word values even very often uh, even when i am working with um, other projects on values workshop or stuff like that i think the best reactions have come from really everyday things i have this uh, friend art director friend that i had worked with around i think 15 years back or something and all i remembered was her name not even how she looked and i'm sure with her also because you connect on facebook also and continue it but yeah, there's yeah. no interaction and uh, because of that initiative called each one feed one one day she just liked something and i wrote to her on instagram something that uh, thank you or something like that and we connected and she said you know what uh, i went to my security guard of the building and i said uh, whatever you want to call from wherever just call and send me the bill send that guy to me and i'll pay for it and she said it made me so happy please tell me every time you do this i said every month there is one day that is dedicated to it it depends on what the day is sometimes i change it or go back and forth on it but every month there is one day that is dedicated and i thought it was such a beautiful thing to say i i myself was motivated by it uh, i realized when i was going to put up a post about it i said today i have not done anything in particular so before i put up the post i went down and i got some quick vada pav samosa pav jalebi or something and gave it to all the security guys in my building and then came and put up the post that it is true that today is each one feed one for me as well it sometimes you just do not have the time to dedicate because of my working there i think this everydayness of values is far more important because that is where we spend the most of our lives with people whom we are close to and um, we interact with them if the basic value there it doesn't work then i think there is a problem with us itself forget the other person so on that note i think this has been a very different from all other conversations that i have had so far thank you so much for being such it's a been a lot of fun and uh, yeah uh, i need to ponder on what you guys have spoken and what has come up it gives me ideas for the series as well in fact the last line that this guy said i said oh this was supposed to be my first question <laughs> so that shows the how the impromptu part of it works so well so thank you so Sorry much for having coughed throughout yeah no problem thank you for thank you for having us thank, thank you thank you thank you see you banti yeah. bye bye bye, bye.